Bring this thing to order. <laughs> it's in order. This is episode 90. Let's go. Welcome to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Ultimate Deck Podcast. Helping you keep your finger firmly pressed on the decking industry, the people in it, and the information you need to master the backyard. And now, now. host of the Ultimate Deck Podcast, Shane Chapman. Welcome everybody to episode 90 or 91, depending on what your app tells us, because we screwed the whole sequence up by doing a two-parter with Scott last week it's been really popular everybody really likes the two-parter Seems they like did. It. i don't know if it was the fact that they were it was two-parted or if it was just that scott brought it with value that whole episode like really brought it like my intro yeah i like that i think that's gonna be a good one what's that bringing this thing to session uh order or bring this thing to order uh you turned the button on when I wasn't listening. The guys who <laughs> I didn't know we were introing. <laughs> yeah, no, I know you. <laughs> blah blah blah. You weren't stopping, so I just like I hit it and let's, let's, let's roll. Uh, the so we gave a lot of value a couple weeks ago. Yeah, last week softened the value a little bit. Yeah, no value today. Yep. <laughs> or just, this is like zero a, value. I guess it depends on what Bryce's questions are. There could be a lot of value here. Yeah. Okay. Could be or none. But well, you'll have to listen right <laughs> till the end, I guess. <laughs> the yeah the what we're gonna do before that though is that cut on Scott's episode we talked about the fact that McDonald's had donuts and we wondered if this was a worldwide thing if this is a Canadian direct missile yeah. shot at Tim Hortons well, turns t- out yeah it could be it I could be what they don't a have them in the shot. states yeah they don't have them in the states so this, this is it's clearly shots a shot fired at Tim's shots Hortons. fired and then Tim Hortons just down the street is closed. Right. Oh, yeah. Do you know why? Yeah. Because McDonald's, somebody from McDonald's <laughs> coughed in the drive-thru <laughs> on purpose. Yep. They they COVID bombed them it's now. A, it's espionage now. Yep. They got the donut bomb. Right. They got the COVID bomb. It's like, when's enough enough? Right. It's a good huh? thing I gave up Tim Hortons a month ago. Yeah. I just go to McDonald's now. In case you're wondering. Because it's, it's better. Bruce says there's also not donut, donuts at McDonald's in Australia either. I don't know if anybody was wondering. And There's, I think we assume that. Nothing gets there for years after yeah. it happens in North America. I didn't, even know, I didn't even know they ate donuts there. You when have it, McDonald's there? <laughs> Let's start there. When the donuts show up, you guys are going to love them. Oh, you're going to love them. <laughs> donuts are so good. It's funny to be, I don't know, maybe it's not funny to him, <clears throat> being the Canadian looking at Australia. Sure like, oh, is. do you guys even have McDonald's? Because we get that shit all the time from all Americans. Yeah. Oh, you guys live in Igloos? It's like, now they, you get it from us. And they literally yeah. live on an island. Yeah. Literally. We're, ne- we're next door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in a kangaroo's pouch. Yeah. That's where they live. That's where they, they don't live. have houses either. No. Huts. They have little grass little huts. huts. <laughs> He's also still waiting for COVID. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It's thoroughly good. <laughs> A good should, time. So I guess we should get to the donut taste test. Get to the donut taste test. So Bryce surprised us this morning. Brought in. There's five flavors of donuts available at McDonald's. Should, more and, than a handful. And he brought in all five for all of us here today. And so we're going to do the McDonald's donut taste test. Now, I assume that you're looking up the names of them because in audio format, this is completely useless if we don't tell people yeah. <laughs> the names. Uh, this oh, one is good. This I had dark this one. one here. It tastes mm. delicious. Yeah. Start. Which one it's do you so want to start? So moist. With? I know that this one's called the Boston Cream. So let's start there. That's the Boston Cream. No, wait. What did you? What was this one? The maple one I had. The maple, maple one. So maple. you talk for it because you, you already ate your maple one. Yeah, I didn't. How, know. On a on a zero to ten. Yeah. How was your maple donut? 
Nine. Eight. Holy smokes. Eight, nine. So here's what yeah, I like. The best donut you've ever had? No, it's not the best donut I've ever had. <laughs> okay. The first donut I ever had was the best one because then I'd never stopped eating them. But <laughs> so uh, good texture with the pastry. Pretty and I donut. also like that the filling on that was not super, super, super sweet. And it was like. Mm. Maple, maple caramel or caramel? Caramel. Yeah, caramel. Unless cool move on okay. how you didn't cut that. You just put that whole donut in your mouth. You can't do that at Tim Hortons. They're way too big. These but is better. it so I'm a I'm caramel. Mm-hmm. My wife's big time caramel. If I say caramel, she looks at me like I'm weird. But I do say caramel I'm, if it's caramel corn. Right. So yeah. It's it's either caramel or caramel. It's not back and forth. Caramel. It's caramel. Yeah, most but, but that's not caramel. true because you're like you're composite composite. So yeah, but you I, don't I, I forced that long enough. We just talked about the dude from the white dude from Ni- that went to Nigeria and came back to an accent. That's me with composite. It's like I forced it long enough that it feels natural to me now. Right. But anyways, it's still dumb. Okay, so how was that? Uh, good. That 10. was a pretty was good solid. donut. That's seven or eight, right? Yeah. Like I really Where, liked how did, it. You were nine, then you were nine, eight. <laughs> no, eight, nine. Then now Sorry, you're eight, eight nine. seven. I was eight, nine. <laughs> I was eight nine. The further removed you get from the experience, the more your points are dropping. Yeah, well, that's how I, I think you're works. right, though. I think the filling could have been like super overpowering, but it's not. But they it's did not. a really it's great good. job of it. It's great. How, how, okay, here's a question for Bruce on the Instagram live that we have going right now. Bruce is from Australia. Do you guys say caramel or caramel? And, how would you and that? he also asks, is maple supposed to taste like caramel? No, 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 no. no, no. no. I forget that a lot of people don't know what maple tastes like. Right. We've always had it. Always. And we live in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. <laughs> the middle Zero. of Canada. The middle. There's no maple trees here. Anyways, there's, yeah. And so here's another thing. A thing on TikTok too is people, there's like this trend that was going around for a while that was like basically Americans asking Canadians questions. We got 10 questions for Canadians and then Canadians would do at it. And number apply. one, bag milk. Yeah, so most of the things were just, they were just Eastern can Like, it was like Ontario is the only place that actually bags milk. That's not a Canadian thing. No. That's we used to Ontario have it, You used to have it. Nope. You've never had bag? Nope. I remember a time in Regina, you used to be able to get bag milk. Was that back when they, like, delivered it to your door in a crate, though? Yeah. So we're talking 30 years ago, 20 years ago. How old do you think I am? 30. I'm 30. I'm 32. See? Nailed it. Yeah. Oh, there's where you're mistaken. 30 years ago, you were drinking milk from a bag. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) It was attached to your mom. There's the confusion. Yeah. Oh, I've seen. Hey, hey. I have some way older than that. Four or five years old now they're doing it. Friends that are like, I got to run over to elementary school, give my kid a little milk. (laughs) (laughs) Snack time. He's in grade four. Taking him an Oreo and some milk. You forgot the milk. Oh. Yeah, gross. Anyways. Uh. So here we go. <laughs> Shane, Violent Guys calls me Shane the White Nigerian Chapman. <laughs> um, so, no, maple doesn't taste like caramel. Maple's its own thing. And to be honest, I'm not even a huge fan of maple flavored things. They're okay. But it, get, take is that anti Canadian? Yeah, take his Canadian. Yeah, I have to turn in my passport now. Would yep. you get like butter flavored syrup or maple flavored syrup? Maple. Well, maple syrup's a different, mm. like on my pancakes, oh, sure. it's a different thing? No, but I mean like a maple donut with icing or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Not a huge, or maple candies, like it, they're okay. That's fair. Um, where was I going to go with this before that though? So, oh, the Canadian thing on TikTok. So they ask all these things. And, the, and so one of the questions that they kept asking was, do you guys actually eat maple syrup popsicles? And here's another one, syrup or syrup? Syrup. S- syrup. What? Syrup. 
syrup. I don't we say got syrup. one of each. Here we go. Syrup. <laughs> Maple Why? syrup. But it's, isn't it S Y R? It's know. not S U R. Sir. Sir. Syrup. But Myrtle's name is spelled M Y R and it's Myrtle. <laughs> I don't like I say I, I don't even know what I say. You're anymore. right. There is yeah, no value. Now I'm, I'm lost. There is no value in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. You're correct. True story. So, anyways, do you eat maple syrup? Um, Popsicles. Popsicles. Are can- and I was, and they're like, oh, yup, yup. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that only happens in Quebec. Yeah, I did it once. Have you done Quebec? it? Like, I've never maybe ever d- done it. I've never ever done it. I've never I even thought it. about doing it. One time in Quebec, it's like you pour maple syrup in the snow, and then it like thick, like it yep. freezes it onto a stick, and then, you, but like they're like, oh, that's so Canadian. No, that's like that's that's a hundred people in Quebec. <laughs> that's Eric. Yeah, yeah, that's Eric. Is Eric in here? I don't know. Not yet. Anyway, so not uh-oh. a super Canadian thing. That's, that's not a so good noise early. right now. No, that's not a good noise. Um, so anyway, the, let's try, let's get through the rest of these donuts. Let's get through the donuts. We got sprinkles. And then one. Then Should I'll one leave. of us run down there? I was like, I'll leave. You guys can do this. I'll leave. I got good questions. Okay, we're going to, what's this yeah, one Yeah, but called? I'll come back. Okay, What's the check. powdered one called? Strawberry jelly. Okay. Ugh. Ugh. Are you not going to eat the strawberry jelly donut before you go? Eat it as you oh, go. I was going to. Oh. I was going to come back to it. Okay. Oh, okay. I should have waited for you then. I didn't. All right. Strawberry jelly. Mm-hmm. Jelly, I don't oh, like that stuff. Powdered sugar, sir. You're shaking off the. You can't. It's delicious. <laughs> That's part of the donut. You're, you're reviewing the donut. You have to eat the whole part. You you could have probably ran down. <laughs> so bad. here's the thing. Not bad. I don't like this one that much. Yep. It's it's not as good as the the caramel one was. Right for sure. It's also not as good as like what are the is it usually a cherry filling maybe in the other one. What the hell just happened? You you just knocked off all the powder. Yeah, saying, but I, I don't like this stuff. It. Now you're eating it off the plate just with your finger. So, because I don't like it to be, I don't like to be messy. It's not that oh, I don't I like the icing sugar. I don't want it on my face or on my shirt. Right? Gotcha. And so I'm happy to have this. It's funny you don't have that same reservation about alcohol being on your face or your shirt. Nope. It doesn't bother me at all. Okay, I gotta go. Okay, go check. Okay. Check are we gonna continue with our donut tasting here? Yeah, let's do it. Or are we gonna do the worldly news? Oh, we can do the worldly news. You wanna do that? While we wait for a way to get back? Let's do it. Here it is. Hello, Mom. I'm working on something very, very big. Very important. Mm. You're going to be very proud. It's the worldly news. Here we are with the worldly news. <laughs> I I should I trusted that you had these ready. Yeah, is I'm that ready. True? Okay, good. Here we go. Okay, so Typos spell trouble for man's alleged attempt to fake his own death. Oh, boy. So a guy faked his own death certificate and misspelled his own name. <laughs> okay. And uh, how do you... Does it? He was trying to dodge a jail sentence. Oh, I see. But don't death certificates... I always have questions with these stories. Don't death certificates have to be registered by somebody in the authority to register a death... Like, you can't just walk down yourself and be like, here you go, I died <laughs> I died last week. Or or hand it in for somebody. Like, doesn't have to be done by the funeral home or, like, the... I don't know who would actually do it. Yeah, but I think, like, maybe someone, like, gave it to his lawyer. And his lawyer tried to register it? Yeah. But there was... Well, typos. that's greasy. That's oh, and greasy. the word registry was also misspelled. And issued by. There were a few typos. <laughs> wouldn't that hold the rest of the document? Wouldn't you just copy that from somewhere and then change I, your name? I, Why were you typing I, out the whole thing? Because you're a, 
Because you're a guy who's already going to prison. Yeah. Not the brightest dude to start. Right. So many- Welcome back, Wade. Yeah. Hi. You missed it. This last story was about you. Ugh, that'll happen. Okay, here's a good news story. Vermont farmer returns prosthetic leg that skydiver lost during jump. No. Yeah. <laughs> Tough to land that way. Can you Double. imagine that plopping down on your front lawn right? one day? Double, Damn, what was that? Double amputee Chris said he initially didn't realize his leg was gone. Didn't feel it. Why <laughs> Why would you, right? Until <laughs> you go to land. It, it landed in the middle of a soybean field. Oh, yeah. In Vermont. Good. I haven't experienced that before, but nope. What's the worst thing you've lost? My thumb, my dignity. <laughs> Your dignity. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> like I got nothing physical that I've lost That's on my body. One. Fair enough. But yeah, I've <laughs> done some things that made my, my family unproud a few times. <laughs> my patience. <laughs> yeah, that. I changed my answer. I lose that on a daily. Okay, stranded mariners rescued from island in Micronesia. Thanks to cliche SOS etched in the sand. <laughs> hey, what, if it works, <laughs> it, it works. They were stranded for five days. Well, why? Cliche or not, why wouldn't you do that? That's like the only thing you that'd can do. That'd be the first do. thing you would do? That'd be absolutely, that'd be the first thing I'd do. I think I'd write a swear word in the sand first. A real big one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then the pilot just laughs and keeps flying. He's like, oh, look, somebody, <laughs> look, somebody drove over there and wrote swear words somebody, on the sand. Somebody wrote ass on the beach. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, on to Australia. <laughs> that's, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's the first thing I'd do. I would do that, and then I would try to start the whole, like, smoke signal thing, I guess. Oh, but what build, else are you supposed I'd to do? I'd be building a house. That's right, build Madden, a deck. Time to move in. You know what I would actually do is I would lay down on the beach with my ass in the air, like in, what is that called? Downward dog position. Mm. And let the shun, the shun, the sun reflect off my white ass. Yeah. Right. They'd see me. Right. Have you seen that thing on TikTok about the perennial sunning? No. Perennial sunning. Oh, that's a lot different. <laughs> Sorry, not perennial. Perennial <laughs> sunning. Yeah. I was like, the perennial sunning perennial happens pretty f- frequently, like every flowers, year, actually. Like that. Someone made a joke on TikTok where if you sun your asshole for five seconds, you get more vitamin D than sun tanning. Is that how it was worded? Yeah. Or was it if you put your ass to the stars, <laughs> you're likely to get the D? <laughs> <laughs> have you heard that one before? I so I have heard. I did hear that from somewhere, and I was like, "This is not come true." On, people, like you shine your starfish in the people. sun, and you wake up feeling fantastic. Like it doesn't that doesn't even make any sense. How many people on the podcast do you think are going to try this? Because we got some we got mm. some guys in here that I think might try Wait, it. They're out all, outside all day, right? <laughs> Yeah, there's plenty of opportunity. It's five seconds, like really. <laughs> okay, mom, I'm working on something pretty big. Okay, okay, the last one, drug-related. Kitty drug mule flees high-security Sri Lankan prison, and it's an actual cat. So this cat was... <gasps> it's a drug mule? It's a drug mule cat. They put the drugs in the cat? Like sw- They, they attached it to its collar, and they would send this cat into the prison. Oh, yeah. To distribute the drugs among the prisoners. Awesome. And it would do it. It's like a, the St. Bernard. Wouldn't you make Same the cat thing, yeah. swallow it? With drugs. It's pretty small. Like Why? if they see the cat walking in with a collar and there's a little baggy, a little dime bag attached to his collar, it's not super non-suspect. The guards would be like, oh, the cat's back again. Yeah. Right? 1.7 grams of heroin, two SIM cards, and a memory chip rolled into a plastic bag. 
Yeah. Wow. So I thought, I thought the way to get stuff in and out of prison was to swallow it. I would put that down the cat's throat and wait for the cat to shit it out. That's how that's supposed to work. It's much faster to just take it off its collar. Yeah. It's faster, sure, and cleaner. Sounds like it was working for a while, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is apparently this Nobody this prison, ever suspects yeah. the cat's going to be booking stuff in there. Yeah. They were trying to, okay. the officers were trying to follow the cat back to the drug den in the prison, and then the cat just ran away. Oh, so they were letting the cat go, trying to trace him to see where, he, mm-hmm. where the and final the cat destination escaped. was. But the cat came back, right? Yeah. Yeah, the cat. The very next day was it. The very they, next day. They suspect that this cat has brought in, like, thousands of pounds of drugs. <laughs> this one cat. Oh, so how does the so cat good. get in? Under the fence? Over the fence? I think they throw it over the fence. They throw the cat. I would assume. Yeah, you don't Cats always get, land on its feet. You don't want to get wrong in that. That's not true. I dropped a cat once that didn't. They got to be so high. You can't drop it from here. They don't have enough time to turn. That's how I did it too. I beat the, <laughs> I beat the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel bad because it didn't fall far. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like it right. only fell like six, seven inches, but it was not able to get turned around fast mm-hmm. enough. So, Okay. Uh, donut time. That's it for the worldly news. That's so it for the worldly news. we got three more donuts to try. News. Which one would you like to get on to next there, Wade? This one. We got apple fritter. Yeah, apple fritter. That's what I grabbed. I have the apple fritter. Apple fritter. So okay, so so far the caramel was number one easily. Yep, not even close. The powder coated strawberry donut was number two. Last. Apple fritter. It's not bad. That's a decent apple fritter. It's a good fritter. Very doughy though, right? Too I said doughy. This last week it's doughy. Too doughy. Way too doughy. It. You know what are those? Honey crullers, I hate those. Oh, those are so good. Yeah, because they're like half uncooked. Yeah, they're yeah. weird, but they're so good though. Those are arguably the best. The flavor on that is bang on. They need to cook that for like one more minute. Yeah. But I would take that over the other two that we've had so far. That's my number one so what? far. Whoa. Yep. Not mine. You're so going far? caramel? Yep. Then what? Then the fritter. Then the fritter. Then the strawberry. Strawberry jam. I don't like strawberry jam. So it's unlikely that that one's going to win. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of same. I'm like I love raspberry jam, raspberry and cherry jam and stuff, but yep. strawberry is like meh. Hmm. Okay. Sprinkle time. Sprinkles. New England Deck Pro says the cat's got nine lives, no parole. No parole. <laughs> strawberry. So this one's just a basic donut with strawberry icing and sprinkles on it. Mhm. That one's dry. Mine's dry. Yeah. Yours will also be dry. No good. Is yours dry too? Mine's super dry. I feel like we got a bad donut there. I don't know that I want to eat the rest of this. I think that one, I've had that one before and I don't remember it being dry. I think we got yesterday's strawberry sprinkled on it. It was fine. That one's the bottom for me. It could have been up there, but too dry. So do you guys like your Boston creams with pudding? Or well, whipped cream. Either or, but whipped cream, probably better. I feel like that's a real Boston cream. That is. So I used to like the pudding ones more, I think, because that's how Tim Hortons does them. They have pudding in them, like custard or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But Robin's Donuts has real whipped cream. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Much better. Okay, we're down to the last one. What these if it was have, whipped pudding? These ones have pudding. McDonald's went the pudding route on the Boston cream. I like I've always called more. it custard until you just called it pudding. Now you have me calling it pudding. They're the same thing. Okay. It's okay. I'm getting hints of oak. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> really vanilla flavor. It's pretty good. I'd prefer they use a different chocolate. Yeah, it's not chocolatey enough. Mm. It's too chocolatey. Oh, really? You I think it's too milk dark. Chocolate. Yeah, I'd prefer more towards the milk chocolate than the dark chocolate that that just was. And so I like dark chocolate, so I like that one quite a bit. Okay, so if you had to buy six for your crew, what would you buy? An assorted pack. Just assorted. Yeah, <laughs> just keep it simple. The one you hate gets the sprinkles. Yeah. The dry sprinkle. That's oh, how you boy. can tell your staff so how who would your you favorites these? are. How would like, you and you get the sprinkle one, and you get the jam one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the maple. Oh, that's your number one, hey? Maple caramel, number one. Yep. Then the Boston cream that we just had. Okay. Then fritter, then jam, then sprinkles. Okay. I think I would go... Uh, I'm underrating that caramel one in my mind. It was actually really good. It was, it was excellent. The caramel one was the best. I, yeah, yeah. I might have. To, I said before that I would take the fritter before that one. I, I don't know if that's true. So the caramel one was really good. I'll give that one number one. Fritter number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Boston cream number three. The sprinkle one, strawberry number four, and the strawberry just plain one was number five. Only because it was dry. No strawberry sprinkles was dry. Strawberry sprinkle. jam yeah. was four. Sorry, jam was four for me, and strawberry sprinkle was five because it was dry. Yep. If it was not dry, it probably would have been arguably a number three even, but yeah. for sure a number what? four. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think go, if that fritter yeah. was cooked a little bit more, the fritter would have been The fritter would have been way better. Flavor yeah. was all over there. Fritter's <laughs> three for me. Caramel, Boston cream, fritter. fritter. Strawberry jam. Yep. And then sprinkles. sprinkles. Sorry, what were, what were your top three then? I have it Sorry? the same. Caramel? Caramel, Boston cream, fritter, fritter. Yeah. There you go, top folks. three. If you're gonna do any, because we all agree what the top three are, the order might have changed, but they were the same top three. So if you're gonna go to McDonald's and get some donuts, you're gonna get don't the get fritter, don't the get Boston it. cream, and the caramel. Is don't, it maple yeah, caramel? Don't get yeah, any maple. With, yeah, maple don't get caramel. any of the strawberry stuff. That's don't get the strawberries. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, let's get on with the show. What we're doing today is we're having a Q and A from a homeowner's perspective, and the homeowner happens to be Bryce. Do you so own your Bryce? Home? I do. Bryce do has. Do you have a deck on it? I do. Does it? Do you need a new one or is it good? Uh, it's probably good. Okay. It's been a while. We can change that. I mean, I mean, Mike built it. Deck don't Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Better have a look at it. It's pressure treated. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. Okay. Best builder in Regina built your deck. One of. One of. One of the best builders in Regina. Uh. So my first. Big question, or what are the top three questions that every homeowner should ask any contractor they're getting to work on their oh, deck? That's a really good question. No, it's not. <laughs> you, know, you only have you, three. You want to know why? We asked him. This is hilarious what he just did here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wa- I've been wanting to know question. for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, we you ask asked me a question. To ask us questions. <laughs> yeah. And his question was, what questions should I ask you? Ask me a question. Yeah. <laughs> I find this hilarious. That's why it was really good. This is the best, like He broke the a, he broke the matrix right there. Yeah. That's the best playback. Like, screw you and your little game and get me to do the work. 
I'm going to put this right back in your court right off the top. So sorry, the question again was what three questions should every homeowner be asking? Their contractor. Their contractor. So it's like you're going to get, you're going to evaluate your contractor. What do you need to ask them to know that you have a good contractor? Is that what you're after? That's exactly what I'm after. He answered a question with a question and now wants us to answer his question with the questions. This is yeah. perfect. So what three questions should you ask a contractor? Okay. I think I would, like one of the first things I would ask would be about the contractor himself. I think what's your favorite beer? Mm. Yeah. But I think before you even get to the point of, of talking about your deck, the first two questions should probably be about the contractor and his abilities and experience. So I would want to know most about him. If we're talking about the first meeting, I'd want to know, like, are you insured, registered? How long have you been, you've been doing this? And do you have some like examples of your work or some references? Portfolio, yeah. So like word them how you want, but my first three questions would be around that, learning who this guy is. Because... What you put on your deck is secondary. Who cares if it's like, well, Trex would care if it's Trex or whatever. But, no, like, but you can like, you Trex can put treated and it can look amazing. And a treated deck by a good builder looks better than a composite deck by a shitty builder. Correct. Yeah. You so. need to weed out the, the builder before you start choosing your material products. Not before, but the first questions yep. to the contractor should be about him yep. mm-hmm. um, or her. Or her. The business or whatever to make sure that you're hiring somebody good. Okay. And then you can go through the details so of insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Time in the industry. Yeah. Some like how long you've been doing this, your experience. Yeah. And then portfolio. Portfolio. Some references or some work that you can see, whatever. And I would want to make sure as part of that, that you have the ability to verify this stuff somehow. So I don't want to be like, how long you've been doing this? 17 years. Oh, sweet. Okay. Like I want to, there needs to be a paper trail of his history. Like you need to be able to look him up and see that he's got like a Facebook page or a website with reviews or something like there needs to be some sort of stability there. Yeah. But if it's a contractor and you're first meeting him, the questions before you ever get to what, is it, what do you want the deck to look like and what materials do you want to use needs to be about the guy you're talking to and hiring because yep. maybe he's not good. Uh, like the insurance one is one that I've never thought to ask until we started talking about it on the podcast. I wouldn't be afraid to yeah. ask about the... The payment schedule either. Mm, Like, how is this going to, like, let's get it out there. We all know I'm paying you to build this. So let's not skirt around this thing. How do we, like, how do we plan to put this all together? Am I giving you half up front and then half when it's done? Or is it like 25, 50, 25? Or like, what's the, what's the schedule? Do you want to know what the top three questions people are going to ask though? Okay. So yeah, let's hear it. They're going, the first thing, things, three things they're going to ask are, when can you do it? Yeah. Just schedule. How much How is much it going to cost? Yeah. And I don't know what the third one's going to be. Can I save some money? Can you do it for cheaper? <laughs> That'll be the third <laughs> question for sure. For real. How much is it going to cost? I don't know. I'll have to get you a quote. Oh, can you do it cheaper? I haven't even given you a number yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but when you, you do it, then just make it cheaper. Just understand that when no matter what number you give me, <laughs> I'm going to ask you to do it cheaper. Go real high yeah. so yeah. I can come down. Yeah. Start up and low. So... <laughs> do you own the tracks off? And do you own the tracks <laughs> do off? Do you own the tracks off? That's the first question. 100% agreed. First question. That's a good one though. Yeah. But I think the point of the story is vet your contractor first before you start worrying about the details of the project itself. Yep. Mm-hmm. Whatever the questions are, they should be about. And you can also get a read on the guy's character during that. You yep. know what I mean? It's like you have to work with this person for a, a month three weeks yep. before it's all over. So you might as well have somebody that you enjoy visiting with. Correct. First question. Who did you vote for? Ooh. Right? Justine. Right there. Right there. You might know if you can send the guy packing or not. Okay. 
Ah, uh, okay. What if the next question is going to be a question? What questions? Uh-huh. What is the best time of year to call for a quote? October. Oh, I, yeah. The earlier, the better is the short answer to that one. I would say if you haven't called by... Mine was late. I said, well, but oh. you're planning for the next year. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you're pl- if you want a deck built in the spring, you should be making those calls like no later than kind of January, February, because mm-hmm. on a normal year of which this was not, but on a normal year, a lot of the good builders are booked up, like they're gonna start building in this market usually around April, start of April in some warmer markets it'll be March whatever, but mm-hmm. um, in other markets they don't stop. But if it's in a market where you do have a down season, you want to get ahead of when the season's gonna start by a couple months. Yep. So two if months, we're, if two we're months talking, before the season starts yeah. is a good answer. Yeah. Do you think that'll improve the quality of your deck? Because it'll be the first deck out? Uh, no, I think good builders are going to give you a good product regardless of when they build it. But you're right. Like, I see where you're going with that. Yeah. By the end of the season, they may be burnt out and tired and just want to get the season over with kind of thing. But mm-hmm. the good builders aren't going to let that affect the quality of their work, I don't think. Like, okay. I ser- like, no matter how tired I was, I was never then becoming okay with lesser quality work because it was later in the year. Like, the guys who understand... The, the result and impact of doing good work are not going to change their attitude about that just because mm-hmm. it's been a long year kind of thing, right? That's fair. I think the answer is not May and June. Not May and June. Right. That's, right. that's when people start thinking about it is the problem. It's over. Right. You're so done that is then. the problem. Weather changes. Right. Spring hits and then people think about what they want to do. But the problem is there are some people out there who don't wait till then. And those guys, they get built first. Mm-hmm. So if you want it built in the springs, so you can enjoy it all year. You need to be one of those people that's ahead of the game. Because on a good, like three, four years ago, if you called a contractor in April, you were probably getting scheduled for like at best June, probably July. Mm-hmm. So you were already like, you already missed half the summer mm-hmm. because you didn't call until spring was here. So it is what it is. This year you would have got lucky. Because everybody was shut down and not a single contractor hardly built a damn thing till just about May. Right. Yeah. Um, and then when you called them, it was like, yeah, I haven't even started booking yet. So I'm only two, three weeks out. So you got lucky, but on a, on a busy year, yep. two, three months. Okay. Do you need a permit on every deck that you build? No. 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 That's it? Yes. Next question. <laughs> What's the city rules? It depends. If you're talking about Regina, Regina, or Saskatoon, which are our markets, um, the the big misconception is I'm just replacing my existing deck, so then I don't need a permit. Right, same size, same size. size. Yeah, that's a hundred percent false. You do need a permit if you're replacing your deck. The only time you don't need a permit is if your deck that you have was already permitted permitted at some point and you're just replacing the boards on it. Surface. Soon, yeah. Sorry, the surface, like the deck boards. If you start tinkering with the framing, new permit. The structure. Any size too? Yeah, the short answer to that is yes, because if it's unless it's under 32 square feet or under 12 inches off the ground, then you don't need a permit for those things. Mm. So if you have a 200 square foot deck that's sitting on the ground, it's only eight inches off the ground, you don't need a permit for that. That's just considered a patio. It's There's nothing to fall. It's on the ground. Or if it's 32 square feet or smaller, which is basically a stair landing, four you don't by, need yeah, a right, permit yeah. for that. Eight by four. Even if it's above 12 inches, you don't need it if it's under 32 square feet. For a stair landing? For a stair landing. Like if you're because coming it, off the front of your house and it's yeah, 32, yeah. like if it's if it's four feet by eight feet, you would, I'd build it four foot by seven foot six, and then you do not need a permit. 
because it's too small. You're not going to have a whole bunch of people it's not in a there. Jack raise. No, what about Halloween? Yeah, maybe right. some chunky you monkey guys kids up there. You don't turn your lights off at Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Oh. And then in Saskatoon, <laughs> the rule is different. I think Saskatoon is 48 square feet and eight inches off the ground. So same rules, but different numbers. But if it's a if it's a new deck at all, it doesn't matter shape size or if there was a deck there before. Mm-hmm. If it's above those parameters, you need a permit. Mm-hmm. Which leads into my next question: What is involved in the permit process? Meaning. What does the homeowner have to give to the contractor or you guys to make things go smoother? You know, he's got some good questions. Mm-hmm. These are some helpful ones. Yes. Am I answering this one? I don't know why we would change now. <laughs> well, I, just, <laughs> I felt like I always was. I thought maybe you'd want to step in here at some point. Okay, so most commonly, the first thing we ask for is the surveyor certificate for your house. So we want to see the... The survey that you would have been provided with your house. This, shockingly, it's hard to track. I don't think I could track mine down. Right. I don't, like, I do actually know where mine is only because we bought an, a new house and I, like, you get your portfolio and I know it's in there. But in my previous places I've been in, there's no chance I knew where that survey is. Nope. was. Yeah. But people always come up with it. They're clearly well more organized than I am, but they always end up finding it. So, but if you don't have that, at least, and again, this is something, if you're listening from other markets, you got to check with your local building department because it'll be different. hundred percent, it'll be different. Yes. But here, if you don't have that survey certificate, that's fine, but you need to go map out. You basically need to survey your property yourself then. You need to go out and mm-hmm. like mark your lot boundaries, mark any buildings and accessory buildings and structures that are there already and how, like the distance between them and... They need you to basically create the survey certificate, but they're okay with it just being a hand-drawn map oh, of your okay. yard. Yeah, because to get a surveyor certificate, if you can't find it, then to have a survey company come out and actually give you a surveyor certificate, it's like six hundred dollars or seven hundred dollars, right? Fifteen, so two thousand bucks. Yeah, fifteen, fifteen minimum. Yeah. Why? Like I was going to say, a couple grand for sure. Yeah. Awful. I, so he would know the answer to that question yeah. pretty well. He left a surveying company to get to work at a survey company. And yeah. apparently, according to Bryce, your surveyor certificate that they provide only legally valid for 24 hours. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So the city doesn't care about that. You can pull out a surveyor certificate from 1968. They're like, good to go. Ground doesn't move here. Um, yeah. So anyways, that's the first thing we asked for because that just makes the whole process easier. Then nobody's got to go map out the yard. It shows the buildings. It shows the property lines. It shows everything. It shows any easements typically on the survey certificate. So those are important. That. Yeah. You don't want to encroach upon your easements. You um, need to know. They need that. In in our markets, you also need a signed application from the city. So that's the only pieces. If we're going to do the permit on the behalf of the customer, then that's all we need from them. Get us a copy of your survey certificate and sign the application. We can fill out the rest. If you're doing it yourself... The process is fill out the application completely, provide that surveyor certificate, and you basically have to draw your deck shape and size onto that, mm-hmm. and then provide the measurements from that deck to the side property line, the rear property line, to the garage, like everything around it, how far it is from everything. Because there are rules, like in Regina, for example, even without easements, you have a three and a half meter setback, rear yard setback at the back mm-hmm. that you have to you have to abide by and then a four foot setback on the side of the house too. So you gotta, like have to be within those things first of all, and then they need drawings. And so the, you know, the application package asks a whole bunch of questions about just like, like your personal information, your property's information, and then about the materials that are going to be used on the deck. And then you have to provide drawings of the deck itself, um, pile locations, pile spans, beam size, beam locations, 
um, shape of the deck, joist material you're using, how you're attaching your ledger, your railing style you're using, what type of decking you're using, your stair rise and run. Like you have to draw all this stuff in basically a bird's eye view. And then they want, um, so that with all that information, the type of material you're using, and then they also want the elevation view as well. Side side to show that how high the deck's going to be and so on and so forth. So they require those two drawings three-ish drawings. I started including like a railing plan as well now, even though they don't really ask for that. But, and then what? Then that's, that's about it. It ends up being like a 10 page package by the time you get your application, your survey certificate, your, like there's a, there's probably about four or five pages to the application and a couple drawings. It seems overwhelming too, when you see it, like Mm -hmm. for a homeowner, basically if, if somebody just showed you the package that you were about to put into the city, mm-hmm. most homeowners would be like, holy smokes, like I don't have any idea how I would come up with that. How do we put it all together? But really, it's not that complicated, you know? Like, no, and they're not that strict about things. Like they want all the information on there that they want, but the application package has instructions on what they're asking for specifically, but they'd be okay if you drew it on this paper plate. That's yeah. crazy. And handed it in. Yeah. And, and as long as you had all the information they want. Too, right? Like it's yeah. not like anybody has to have any yeah you don't have to get an architect to draw it it doesn't have to be yeah yeah, it does not have to be in a cad program it just has to be like legible the information that they're asking for yeah and it has to be accurate right it's like if you're going to use a two by eight beam make sure you put two by eight beam probably the hardest thing for me is that the city still wants everything in metric (laughs) i was just gonna say (laughs) the biggest catch for a homeowner is gonna be like they want it in metric though so for here yeah which is really silly everybody build it imperial but yeah um, yeah. And then, so if the deck ends up being above six feet tall, then there's some extra stuff that needs to come into play. Then you need like engineered foundation plan. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then it gets a little bit more pricey and complicated. So does someone from the city come out and check after? Yep. They're after. supposed to. They're yep. supposed to. Yep. You're supposed to call in for a final inspection here. They don't do, they stopped doing a framing inspection. Yeah, they did last a framing year. inspection, right? Yep. Some markets you have to get a pile inspection, framing inspection, final inspection. So you drill your piles, they have to come out and check and make sure the hole's deep enough and what you're doing with your piles before you can proceed to framing. And then you frame the deck, then you have to call them back, get a frame inspection before you start decking. And then you call them back at the end for a final. But here they're pretty relaxed with that. Now we just require a final. So with them doing all that checks, does it put any liability on the city? No. No, there's actually a question, a comment in here right now. So the first comment was, can't fill an inspection if you don't pull a permit. <laughs> so that was, that's a great point too. That was from, uh, I think that was Chris CM boost. Um, TC deck says, and if you comply, it passes and the deck falls off the house. City's not liable, which is such bullshit. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That makes me so mad because then like, as I mad as Shane without a like, Oh yeah. <laughs> check, check, check. All done. So, and that's what they do. I have honest to goodness. I've been on site when the inspector rolled up to the backyard, opened up the clipboard, looked at the paper, looked at the deck and was like, those are, uh, those are two by eight joys. I uh, no, they're two by 10. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two by 10. Check mark. And then the, it looks like you got a beam there. Yep. Check. Okay. Have a great day. And they left. It was like, didn't check ledger connection. Didn't check hanger fasteners. Didn't check mid span block. Didn't check like nothing. They checked nothing. They didn't measure the rise and run. They didn't measure the space between the spindles. It was, I was pissed. I was like, like, get under there and check those things, right? Well, I feel like as a contractor, you should be really trying to figure out a way to document the fact that they were there and really didn't check anything. 
because then it'll blow back on you. It blows back on you regardless. It doesn't matter. Even if they crawled around and inspected the snot out of that thing, it still ends up on you. Right. Because the city is like, well, we're not, we're not liable for all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, but you should be. That's why I paid for the fee. That's why mm-hmm. I called you to come out. So this is on you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to take responsibility for it, then don't have the step. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Let me yeah. build whatever the hell I want to build. It's very administrative um, and more about data collection than it is. You about don't think that safety. governments are just all administrative, do you? No. <laughs> Stupid bureaucracy. I was tired. I didn't feel like I didn't feel like going there. Didn't feel like going for that one. Nope. Uh, okay. So, not considering dollars, this is about uh, material now. Not considering price, what are the benefits of wood over composite decking? Benefits of wood over composite. Yeah. Not because we always price. talk about com- composite. Cool. None. It's so, cooler. Nah. It's cooler. Are we, eh, are we talking about it's just cooler. like pressure treated? Because there's different types of wood, right? You could be like softwoods, like pressure treated pine or spruce, and then cedar or redwood, and then there's hardwoods. Guy, he's talking about like pressure treated and cedar. I'm just clarifying. I don't. Wood. I I didn't know there was because more than for one type from, of wood. There you go. Somebody from down in Florida would be much, or or Australia would be much more familiar with building with hardwoods than they would be with building with treated or cedar. Are right. you from Australia? No, but all the wood that I've used has come from IKEA. So. Oh, you have Swedish wood. Yeah. He's not from Australia, but the people that are listening are. <laughs> They're from all over the place, not two, just here. 2% of the people. So, assuming we're talking about about softwoods that are most common here, then, like, the look and feel of natural wood. Oh, okay. There's no other... Okay, I'm just... <laughs> it's cheaper. So Some yeah, people would think you it's said, more beautiful. Yeah, you're, you said we're not allowed to use cost. Not allowed to use cost. So, I like it because... You can change the color of it. A composite deck, you could never change. It couldn't be like really rich brown one mm-hmm. year and then kind of a red the next year. Unlikely that anybody would ever do that, but you could. Yeah, if you change the siding in your house, maybe you want to change the color of your deck, and that's possible. I think wood. you'd have to put up the siding on your house, wouldn't you, Shane? Yep. Oh, boy. This house is sided. The house garage? is no problem. <laughs> Sorry. If I built a deck on my garage, <laughs> is that what I would have a problem. Um, Listen, that's been done for two years now. <laughs> I just took two years to do it. It's yeah. I like it. It's actually cooler. That's true. I just looked up the heat test the other day. Much, like, it's not much cooler, but it is this, cooler. Yeah. Would you guys build it's your less deck slippery, of, but not enough to I think to to have that being a benefit. Like if it's thirty five above, the wood was still hot. It was the same yeah. like same 60. temperature as whitewashed cedar from TimberTech, which is the cool like the coolest. Yep. Was like whitewashed cedar from TimberTech, and then one of them. The uh, mochaccino from yeah. from moisture shield, shield. whatever we're I tied for like the, the coolest composites, but the the I think those are sixty three point something, and the treated and the cedar were sixty two point something and point something. Yeah, they're like half a degree difference. So it's mm. you know. I did my deck out of Winchester Gray from Trex. Mine is composite uh, cottage, cottage, Fibron cottage. Why why'd you guys order. go with those specific I'm, boards? Just cause or. Did, were there benefits because of versus other composites or yeah versus, versus other composites uh budget and color yeah, budget was, and color yeah mine like, was price point just wanted a lower cost one and wanted a gray so <laughs> if i could do it all over again i'd i would change that deck i'd i'd put something different on it now but when we first did it we had just bought the house and like everybody who just buys a house you're you're piss poor you have no money mm-hmm. left mm-hmm. and so 
I just wanted the cheapest gray board I could get because I couldn't afford the other one. We have a comment. Yeah, that what like if I if budget was not a at play, there's for sure nicer boards than Fiber and Carriage and Winchester Gray. Right. Like you go to anybody's high end boards and they're beautiful. Even if I like even just to stay with tracks, like say I had stayed in the same company, I probably would have done Island Mist. Yeah. Mm. It was a fantastic looking board, super durable, right? But at the time that board was well, it's two dollars a lineal foot more. So and I got a pretty big deck. That that leads into my next question. <laughs> Hold on, before you get there, we have a comment from Precision Construction that says the building code specifically states that the building department isn't liable. They can interpret code, etc. But nothing is their fault. Best protection for a homeowner is vetting, like you said. Yeah. That's it. So right in the building code. The guys who are there to enforce the building code, not liable for the building codes. I think I think the, the next time I have an inspection, I'm going to tell the inspector to get off my property. I'm like, I absolutely, I don't value you or your job at all. Please get off my site. Yeah. Because it makes no difference whether you check this or don't check this. It's all on me anyways. Bad engineers Bounce. do the same thing, don't they? We're It'd be like if the fighting. airports didn't screen anybody and just be like, uh, do you have a bomb on you? Nope. Sounds good. Get on. And then they blow up the plane. Right. And they're like, wasn't our fault. Wasn't we, our uh, fault. We screened. Like, but you didn't really screen. You just had a place called screening with no screening equipment. Not <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. A, and we're again talking about our market because I know that other markets, they are a lot more pickier about like the, the thoroughness of their inspection, but still not liable regardless of how thorough they are but here it's like That's you know crazy. what i'm gonna That's do so crazy people always ask me what i'm gonna do in my retirement i'm gonna get that changed i'm gonna get the inspectors liable as i get older tc deck says go time wood doesn't heat up and burn your feet as bad as composite right and like it's still hot if you yeah, I would say not rich, really. If you stained like, it a rich, 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 dark color, it would be hotter than whitewashed cedar. If you took normal yeah, cedar you, yeah. and stained it like a walnut color, it would be hotter than whitewashed cedar. Yeah. So, so it's to, all color based. To, to provide some context to my wishy-washiness on not giving an answer, the reason for it is, is because we did these heat tests and we have to do them again this year. We got to find a hot day because I want to redo them all now that we have some new products in the store and whatnot. Running out of time. But, yeah. But we, we are running out of time. time. And so that those tests we tested, I don't know. 30 or 40 or maybe more composite boards mm-hmm. from every brand, light, dark, um, PVC boards, uh, concrete, wood, hard, like softwood, hardwood, cedar, pressure treated, all of it. We tested, there's probably 60 boards that we tested and just see how hot they would get. The temperature on the day that we did it was 42 degrees Celsius, 41, which is yeah. 109, 110 or something like that. So it was a hot day. Um, and the results, the low, the coolest board that we tested, I think was 62.3 or 62.7 degrees Celsius. You don't have to keep thinking. I'm looking it up. It happened on April 5th and it's on our Instagram page. I looked it up yesterday. We reposted it on April 5th? April Maybe. 5th of yeah. 2019. Okay. I was going to say we didn't, we didn't hit 42 in April 5th, 2019. Anyway, so 62 point something was the coolest and that was, I believe, treated or Maybe cedar. August 5th. I think cedar was a, like the 62.7. They were like right beside each other. Yeah. The hottest was 78 point something and that was um, Fibron so Burnt Umber. Burnt Umber. And Clubhouse Ironwood, which are, one's a dark, dark, dark uh, brown and one's a dark, 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 dark gray. So the woods were 62 points, whatever. The coolest composites were in the 63s, and that was Timber Tech Whitewash Cedar and Mochaccino from uh, Moisture Shield Cool Deck Line. 
which is why I also like to call bluff on that whole line because they claim it stays so much cooler. But and yes, it was one of the coolest, but right not by a margin that they're making you think by with all their marketing they're doing behind it at least in the stuff that we test april 5th yep here you are and then everything else is in between them between 63 and 78 but most of the composites are in that kind of 68 to 70 range and so the average composite is going to be in that 68 to 70 celsius range when it's 42 out which is like really hot mm-hmm. um and the woods at 62 something like that's also really hot it's five degrees difference they're both really hot yeah you know what i mean 41 degrees Brown treated, 61. ACQ, 63. Uh, Mochaccino, 63.6. Cedar, 64.5. Legacy whitewash cedar, 64.6. It's like... You'll have to do a like a touch test, though. Like, that's really, in my opinion... You can't tell the difference. You can't tell the difference? You yeah, don't you, think? You can, tell, you can tell touching them. Like, on my own deck at home, because I've got Clubhouse Ironwood, which is one of the hottest ones, and then I've got uh, Fibron Cottage, which was, in, I would I want to say, around 68, like somewhere in the middle, 68, 70. Is that right? Because uh, I think we tested that. Fibron Cottage, 71.5. 71. So the difference on that hot day and Ironwood was, what, 78? 73.5. Hottest was 74.1. Oh, so it wasn't even as high as I thought it was. So on the hot days, there's only a three degree difference, I guess, between my two colors and my deck. But if I put my hand on it, I can feel there's a, and like so I can feel a difference. Do you think we but should be- both hot is my point. We should be right? giving like, Fahrenheit oh, yeah. in this as well. Like if you touch the stove when your burner's set to level 10 on your dial versus level eight, you're burning your hand both, <laughs> both right. ways. But it's I mean? how long can you hold it there? If I got to <laughs> run across the deck. <laughs> right, Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, so yes, there's differences. Yes, technically on paper, wood stays cooler, less hot than composite, but it still gets hot is the point, I guess. Because when people say cooler, you're implying that it's like, oh, like cooler is just a bad word to use with anything that sits in the sun. Nothing stays cooler. No. Not even my drink. Not even your drink. So there you go. There's no advantage to building with wood over composite. I don't um, think that's true. I like wood. Quite we a have a question in here. I mean, so does 80% of the market. Yep. AZ Dash says uh, he didn't know it gets that hot in Canada. And I think I'm that here that to tell you it does. Here and there. I think that's just like a cost. The reason, yeah, it's just a cost. I thing, believe right? that, yeah, I believe that the reason 80% of all decks built are with wood is cost. Mm-hmm. Not not because people love it. Yeah, because if somebody actually really likes the the. Na- like natural wood, but it's not a budget play. They're probably not using treated anyway. Mm-hmm. They're likely at least going to use cedar, or they'll use a a higher end heart. Like now that there's that thermary, thermary, yes, like heat treated stuff that's out there. You could use ash. You could use oak. You could use whatever kind of wood you want, or you could use the traditional hardwoods like the epays or um, red blouse, blouse or umaru yep. or yep. moringa. There's a lot of different ones you can use if it's not a budget reason. So, <laughs> and people do. There are some, there's some of those people out there. We had a customer a couple of years ago. They ended up doing the, the Moso bamboo, but mm-hmm. the, the wife of the couple was like, I can't, I'm not going to do composite. I hate the feel of plastic. Mm. I don't want to walk on that. I yep. can't. She tried, she tried she, cause it was like, well, here's what's required to do this. She's like, I don't really want the maintenance, but like, I just can't. And she walked, she'd take her feet off, her shoes off in the store and she'd walk in them. And she's like, nope. And so they went wood and it wasn't priced at all. They bought a wood that's as much as the composites are. So some people just don't yep. want plastic. So what other type of like, other than like bamboo and hardwoods, what other unconventional materials can you use on your deck? 
before we get to that one, Precision Scott says, when the wood, he's trying to guess at a reason to use wood. He's like, I feel like he's saying, I'm going to read it like I'm reading it in my head. When the wood rots out, you can run it through the chipper for mulch. <laughs> <laughs> like really reaching for a, so sure. <laughs> Unless it's treated and then you're not supposed to put that in the ground. Yeah. Um, was there a few questions above that? Yeah, there was. Uh, I thought I go to it. them. Oh yeah. I was going to read spa bananas here. So AZ Dash said he didn't think it got that hot in Canada. And yeah, like between June and September, you can get some pretty toasty days. Like yeah. it's as hot as anywhere in those months. It's just that it gets equally as cold in the winter. Yeah, Saskatchewan has the highest temperature swing flux temperatures right? in the world. Yeah. It can be a hundred. It's like a hundred degrees Easily swing. through summer. And then in winter, like if I'm talking Fahrenheit, then it's like minus 30. 40. In, minus 40. In it's like winter. Yeah. yeah. Is that because it's a minus There's 40 a spot it's where it hits they tie, Yeah. So yeah. it goes minus 40, and then it can be as hot as I believe that we've hit like a 104 or a 109 this year. Mm-hmm. But this is also like, this is, it's no different than the States. The temperatures that Hawaii gets are a lot different than the temperatures than that New Jersey would get, right? Like we're not all, we're, we're in Saskatchewan. We're harsh mm-hmm. to your point. Mm-hmm. It gets very hot and dry in the summer, gets very cold and dry in the winter. If you're from Vancouver, you don't see snow very often. It stays, it's like, it's 80 to 90 in the summer and it's 70 to 80 in the winter. Yep. But wet. But rains 200 days a year, year. Right? Like it's very moderate, humid climate there. Yep. Yep. And if you go to the other coast or you go to like Southern Ontario, well, it's it's more like us, but it doesn't get as cold as we get. Mm-hmm. But it does get as hot. So It's all over the place. Um, Spa Banana says, thanks again for all your folks' advice. Went ahead with TimberTech Reserve Driftwood. Ended up being the best color and texture for us. Have you folks done any installs on the reserve collection? Uh, no. We sold one, though. That's a brand new industry. We sold a couple, I think. Yeah. But it wasn't no it wasn't jobs that we were involved with. It was just a homeowner that bought it and did it themselves. It looks so, great. But, I mean, it's the same profile as any TimberTech as far as install goes. There's nothing different with it. Um, yeah. Loved looks, it. Looks great. Yeah, it looks Great good. texture, great colors. Good board. That's all I got to say about that. So what other unconventional? Oh, okay. There was more? one about the terrain. Yeah, there was one about terrain. Like timber Oh, right there. Go oh, up where? a little bit. Whoa. Right there. Just read, see how they have the words Oh, what the was name? the temp for vintage line? Is that the one? Yeah. What was the temperature for vintage line? I'm sure we probably, ooh, vintage was, was that out when we did that? So you have slate gray. It might not have been out when we did those tests. That was it. Because vintage came out about vintage. You did dark hickory. No, vintage came out. So you in did 2017. Azek, you did dark hickory, and it was seventy point three or one fifty eight, and so like the temperature outside was forty one or one oh six, and the board tested at seventy or one fifty eight. So seventy degrees for dark hickory, as compared to. Clubhouse Driftwood, which they're both dark gray colors. Clubhouse actually did Ironwood. Clubhouse Ironwood. Clubhouse Ironwood, yeah. So and then Clubhouse Ironwood was seventy three point five and one sixty four. So, so a three degrees Celsius difference. So the Azek did stay a little cooler on a color that's very similar. Although yep. Ironwood's probably a hair darker. But I would like to have seen that in coastline, not the dark one. What they but there should have been a light one from that line too. Or did we just choose a different it wasn't uh Vintage at all, maybe. The you problem with that, know. though, is that uh, there's this constant claim that AZEX stays 15% cooler than other P 
PVCs, and I've never seen that. Azac Harvest like is... Like, you can give the them 5% coolest. based on that test there. Yeah. 5% maybe. But again, like I said, the color is just a hair darker, so it's probably not even that. 15%, I've never seen that. Nope. And Moisture Shield's claim 30%? Not nope. a chance. I had a girl, there was a lady that came in yesterday and was like, what about this cool deck technology? Yeah, it's called the hose. <laughs> I explained seriously. to her, it was like, yeah, it's too bad. Yeah, seriously. Did, did you guys find any, uh, like, I don't know how you guys tested it last year, but did you notice that boards would get hotter faster? No. Because that's, that would just, seem to be like a really... So we would, have the, the we would have the data to potentially to do that. Maybe not, because we tested them at three different times. Mm. We wanted to make sure that they were, like, what those numbers are are averages of three tests about a half hour apart. But we put them out there early in the morning, like probably like nine o'clock, and we didn't test them until something like two or three in the afternoon. So we let mm. them really like sit out there let and them cook, gain traction. So the first test would have been well after they were all heated up. So no, we didn't test how fast. My thought is that they probably, te- like between the different types of material, probably doesn't make a huge difference. The color obviously will. The darks will get hotter faster, I would think. Um, but they will cool off at different rates because like composite, for example, is very dense. It holds heat. Right. And whereas PVC is cellular, it's got a lot of air pockets in the middle of it. It cools off almost immediately as soon as it's in the shade. So it doesn't hold and radiate the heat for as long. So, but we didn't test that with numbers. That's just like, that's just how it is. We know how it's, that's just, that's just how it is. We said so. And now, you know, so, uh, easy dash. So not much difference in temps between Azek PVC and their composites. No, not the, like the, the actual temperature in direct sunlight will be. Very similar. Yeah, so they're like their legacy line we tested at sixty four point six. So it was like the lightest one. What color was that? Whitewash cedar. Yeah. But we didn't test the mocha. You know what right. I mean? Okay. It's a color play. It's not a line play. It's yeah, mostly it's color. Yep. So then yep. would would it be potential that the ones with the the grooves in the back? We're gonna have to restart this uh, Instagram. So Sandy Birch. Which is has the scallops has in scallops, the back, yeah, and that is a timber tech composite in their entry level line. Sandy birch is a really light color. It was seventy point six degrees, and Azek vintage, full ca- like a full one full inch board. profile, dark color was seventy point three. Mm. So, a full dark PVC was cooler than a scalloped light composite. In their same line. Oh, that's interesting. Same in the same company, right? So Azek 70.3, TimberTech Sandy Birch 70.6. The moral of the story that we <clears throat> took away from those tests when we did them was everything gets hot in the sun, is was the first one. There's not there's none <laughs> of real. there's none oh, of yeah. that stay comfortable at when it's forty two degrees out. When They're it's all too hot. When to it's hundred and ten out, yeah. Your deck's hot, period. Doesn't matter what you're using. Is there a difference between colors, light and dark? Yes, there is. But again... Is it significant enough to make your decision based on that? No. No. Buy... After this, we started telling people just like... Buy the deck they, you want. And they'd be like, oh, we really like this one, but we don't, we're worried it's going to get hot because it's darker. And we just started telling people, pick the color you like. Because you can change your color, and on paper, it's going to be cooler, still going to be hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, so ki- you're worried that your you really kid's like. going to have like... The, their feet will be hot. And it's like, yeah, buy them shoes. Yeah. It's all hot. Yeah. Install sprinklers on your deck. Yes. If it's over 90, put shoes on when you're on your deck. Yeah. That's the moral of the story. It doesn't matter what color it is. Yep. Okay. Other materials. Over Unconventional. 
deck materials. Yeah, there's some tiles. So we carry deck tactile. And are they worth it? Can you twerk? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it. <laughs> I didn't know all the words to that part. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got the deck tactiles. They're a concrete tile with a fiber mesh layer in them, so they're very strong. They install on standard framing, so which is like you. There's other tile systems out there, but they're expensive or. Um, you have to beef up your structure to support them because they're heavy or something. But the deck tech is actually fairly slick. It installs on 16-inch center framing just like any other deck would. So it's kind of neat. Um, are they? Is it worth it? I don't. That's a matter of perspective. I think it's. it's Some a, people it's have sure thought it was. a unique look. It <laughs> yeah. looks awesome when it you see awesome. a deck done with it. It looks awesome. It's expensive. So it's more expensive than any comps that we have in the store. Mm-hmm. Like we're looking at about 20, I think it's 22, 23 bucks Canadian a square foot for it. And the most expensive comps that we'd have would be like 16, 17 bucks a square foot. Yep. Um, so there's a premium to it for sure. But if you're, if you have the budget for a premium material and you want something that's a little bit unique and different than whatever else has in their deck, then it's a great option. And it's also a good option for where we really like them too is inside of screen rooms because screen rooms are these funny, like, purgatory rooms where you feel kind of like you should have interior flooring in there, but it's kind of outside. So you feel like you should have decking, but it's not really outside. So decking feels weird too. And people are like, I don't know what type of flooring you use, like vinyl from my inside or decking or whatever. So these tiles are a good option because they give kind of like they're an exterior product that kind of looks like tile inside your house. And so it's a good transition Mm. material to use. I think we've seen some people do it inside of screen rooms and it looks awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, they're pitched. So they drain so the water's pool in them. So they've got a slight slope, like they're concave a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that I'd say, um, bamboo, I think I would call that a bit of a unique product. Like the engineered bamboo is a little bit different. The end result is that it's very similar in performance and feel and look to real hardwood trees, but yep. I would call that an alternative material because it is an engineered product. Some people um, use those deck tiles, right? It's like a, yeah. F- what are they? 12 inch or 16 inch by 16 inch little tiles and you alternate them. We don't sell those, but, but they do exist. They do sell them. I don't, I personally don't love it. I don't think they're that amazing, but. Yeah, you're starting to see some now, and I don't. The results are not good usually, but some people do use like a, like a troweled on rubber resin, oh yeah, epoxy type Ooh. coating on top of plywood. But there's some products out there now that claim that they're really good. We've seen a lot of those systems fail, and they end up at our store with like leaking roofs because this it doesn't hold up in the sun. Either the either the coating cracks along seams or something and starts mm-hmm. leaking. There's some rubberized ones now. They're supposed to stay flexible. That should probably help. I yeah. but jury's out. I think on that a little bit because um, they only they're fairly new. Um, some people have put just like ceramic or porcelain tile in their decks. You can do yeah. that. Yeah, like they're okay with the elements. The struggle here is the, the massive expansion and contra- contraction of the materials because of the temperature swings, mm. which often results in cracked grout lines or cracked tiles. But if you do it properly and you really like get after it and you use like an epoxy grout or, um, then it still cracks some, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you need like a pliable grout that maybe can move doesn't a little bit, here. but it's just not a, it doesn't work here. Not a great option yeah. here. Okay. So, but if you're down in somewhere that has super consistent temperatures all year round, sure. Sure. Tile is awesome. Yep. Last question. How do you feel about track saws? Gimmicky. They're gimmicky. I can cut a straight line without a (laughs) need one. 
there was a Facebook comment again. Some guy made some comment about a track song. It's oh, going to be like, you're going to go down <laughs> on your tombstone. I'm going to have to get like, <laughs> some guy took posted a track picture because he had done track a track saw cut. I don't know if he just got it or what, but he's like, nailed this cut perfectly straight with my track saw. What do you guys think or something? And I'm, all these people were commenting, of course. And so I went there just being sarcastic and was like, waste of money. Like I've been cut. <laughs> I was like, I've been cutting straight lines, snap a chalk Snap a chalk and cut it. I've been cutting straight lines for 92 or what I say, 48 years or something, something ridiculous. Complete waste of money. Blah, 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 and then left it. And then some guy replies, like tried to justify his use of the tracks or whatever, or, like <laughs> teach me or whatever. And I was like, dude, I'm totally joking. I don't know who, I don't know, I don't know who all listens to the podcast in here, but you know, my stance, if you do on track saws, I was joking. He's like, Oh, I should have picked up on it when you said 48 years, you've been cutting straight lines or something. So um, question in here, Simcoe Dex says, is there, a, I don't know if this is a question or a statement or a request for us to test it, but temperature difference between deck boards with wood joists versus steel joists. So I think that'd be interesting to test. Uh, I don't know if there'd be a difference on that. Do you because think, why do you think that'd be interesting? Do you think there actually would be? I don't know, but the surface temp of the boards wouldn't change, but does what's underneath like residual heat, right? Like. I don't, I don't Does have, steel my kitchen pans aren't made out of wood. They're made out of metal, right? They get hot. Yeah, but I don't know that the deck gets exposed to that type of temperature. I kind of doubt it would, but the other thing that some people have questioned about our tests the is wood. when we test, like how we had the boards laid out and we had the boards laid out basically on, on lifts of lumber. So they weren't spanning over top of a joist with airflow beneath. So some people were like, well, is there residual heat buildup from what they were sitting on that would have uh, affected the results? Maybe. So the next but time they were we're all gonna, doing it together, they were all correct. They were at all, least it was fair. They were all consistently laid fair. out that way. But would the results have been different overall in the numbers if we had them like spanning across so that there was airflow circulation around the whole board? Maybe I don't know. But I think like next all would have it. been lower, right? Like if anything happens, yeah. Every one of them is yeah. just consistently. Less. Yeah, you, you guys weren't testing how hot it gets at how hot your deck gets at forty two. You were testing how hot they are compared to each other. Yeah. Right. Right. Like we want to know is, is there a brand that like we sell that we can legitimately say stays cooler? Mm-hmm. And it was that wood. Was the point. And it was wood. <laughs> because at the time too, when we were carrying Clubhouse and they, I think they still use this, they have a, a marketing term called uh, cool pigment technology in their boards. <laughs> cool pigment <laughs> reflects the heat. It tested out one of the hot, the ironwood is one of the hottest boards that we tested. But so, sandstone was one of the coolest. Right. So does it have anything to do with their cool pigment technology? No, it has to do with the one's really dark and one's damn near white. Right. <laughs> right. So it's like, it's just a color play again. And were their lighter dark boards any cooler or hotter than other people's lighter dark boards? Not really. There was no, nope. between PVC and composite, not much of a difference. Between brands, not much of a difference. There you go. NFD. So national offense. Yep. Uh, any big differences between different brands? So nope. no, that's yeah exactly what yeah. we were saying right now. There didn't seem to be any difference between brands. And that's why we continuously fight people on this whole, um, well, for one, the club was cool pigment. I don't even know if they use that anymore because it's probably because you, cause you proved them, them wrong. Yeah. Well, and maybe like, <laughs> who knows, maybe before they use this cool pigment technology, maybe their board gets a 78 instead of a 73. Maybe it helped their boards, but mm-hmm. that's not how people's minds work. When you say this has cool pigment technology, they think, Oh, it stays like walking on ice cubes. I'm going to get this deck. So like, (laughs) and I'm a marketer. I'm a, I'm a guy with a marketing background and a passion for it, but I just don't agree with using terms that are, can be 
can be taken the wrong way and that stuff is. Yeah. And now, now it's not Clubhouse, now it's Moisture Shield with cool deck technology and they're showing on their, at their every trade show, they got the heat lamps out, blasting boards and yeah, there's a major difference there under the heat lamp but in our test under the sun, Real, there wasn't yeah. really that much of a difference. Like, yeah, one of their lightest color board was the, one of the coolest we test, or maybe it was the coolest, but it was by points of a degree. Mm-hmm. It was not by 30%. Mm-hmm. So we'll test them all again. We'll get those boards back in the cool deck. We'll put them up on a more realistic staging area, like sitting across two 16-inch on center planks, all the boards, put a little air gap between them, make sure that they're getting air circulated, like give the most real-to-life installed on a deck application, pick a day that's at least you know 90 degrees outside, and do it all over again. And let's see. And now we've got some brands we didn't have before. Maybe like we could do it over at the other yard decorators. and we could um, get like the vendors to pay for a month's rent. <laughs> <laughs> now you're getting creative with uh, how we can cover that lease we're still <laughs> Yeah, so that's that. On the, so I'm eager to do that. I've been thinking about it all summer. We need to find the time. We need to look at the weather, find a day, and get this plan and get it done. Because we're going to... It's, it's October's going to be here and we're going to be out of... 30 degree days and get cold. Yep. It's when we'll go hunting. Um, precision. October. The steel man expert says theoretically the steel should be cooler as a steel frame deck has less thermal mass than it would frame. But by same token, steel frame would heat up and cool off faster. Exactly. That's what I thought. That's I thought there would be like no difference. Big old void in it. It's not solid material. I thought could help maybe. Right. But you also know that you can cook an egg on the top of a steel hood of a car yep any day but it's, a, it's also it's covered up. it's also covered the whole time right like it's not like there's it's any exposed the correct yeah it's steel. not getting direct sunlight so it's ambient temperature only so yeah i i don't know i think that the steel i just thought the steel would be warmer like i thought a steel joist Sorry, I thought decking on top of steel joists would be hotter than decking on top of wood. Well, let's I test it. I think part of the it. test. Because I do think if you left steel and wood out in the sun, the steel will be hotter to the touch for sure. Yeah. But, if, but ambient temperature is a different thing. The moisture shield test under the heat lamps proves to you that ambient temperature is a different thing mm-hmm. from being in direct sunlight. So TC Dex asks, when is Trex going to catch up with demand? I don't know the answer to that from a... From a, oh, the whole market, like all of I North think America, it's like winter. I think this is ugly until next year, sometime. It could be our distributor specifically has four Trex trucks rolling in in the next four days, and so they are seeing some relief from that. And I don't know if that means that every Trex distributor in the whole continent is going to see some more material right away, or if it's just like if it was their turn in line to get the four. Luck of the draw. Uh, yeah, yeah, who knows, right? It's going to so, be a while. I, I I think it'll be a while before everybody whole, gets their coffers stocked yeah, up again. This is right? a whole year problem. Everybody's been saying that as far as lumber goes and composites and everything. Everybody's saying like expect these delays all year. Yep. Not It's not over in September. And imagine like Fibron, they turned off their fascia plant. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you, you're not getting fascia from Fibron until next year. So when do they catch up? Next year. Next year. Yeah. Yeah. If that, like who year. knows when this whole swing stops like no everything is very unpredictable right now and then everybody stops building decks next year i hope not no <laughs> yeah okay i'm that's it productive episode not bad yeah had some donuts ready to go sell some stuff now so 
Uh, I think yeah. we have questions on the Instagram as well. So that's it for us. Um, <laughs> I got nothing else to add to this. That you? No. Out here? Nope. That's a lot longer than I thought it was going to go. Yeah. yeah. But we did give it a half hour to nothing at the start. Twenty-two minutes of donuts. I don't know if crushing donuts is nothing. It's important. It's a good way to spend the start of the day. Okay, uh, that's it then, folks. Thanks for tuning in. As always, <laughs> if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, go do that. The Ultimate Deck Shop YouTube channel. Brace is pumping stuff out left, right, and center there. So take it easy. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Ultimate Deck Podcast. Brought to you by the Ultimate Deck Shop. Shop with us at www.ultimatedeckshop.com or check us out at all the social networks we can keep up with. Hit us up for any collaboration or sponsorship opportunities. Thanks for listening.